0: I am fierce and afraid, I am sunlight and shadows. I am all roads to the river. I am lost, I am saved, I am beloved and betrayed. I am all roads to the the river. nightmare. I am all roads to the river. And the river runs wide, and the river runs deep, and I spit in the eye, same company. And then I dive right down to the undertow. The deeper I
1: That's a nice way to start our morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Dr. Rita Webster, and I am honored to serve on your Board of Trustees. Welcome to our Sunday morning service. Our services are at 9.30 and 11.30 Central Time, and we live stream at 9.30, and we welcome our live stream audience today from wherever you are in the world. Watch our services anytime on demand at our website or on YouTube. I'll be in the garden court after the service today for any questions or if you just want to say hello. The board of trustees meets tomorrow evening, July 25th at 6:45. If you'd like to participate in the dialoguing in love portion of the meeting, please sign up in the garden court or feel free to drop a note in the comment box. The men's group meets on Tuesday night at 6:30 on the church patio. All men are welcome. Our annual sprinkles dance and ice cream social is this Friday, 6 to 9 p.m. on the back patio. Invite friends and family to dance to the percolators and enjoy Culver's frozen custard. There will be games for the kids. Please bring a lawn chair. Next Sunday, July 31st, Kyle Foster of JP Morgan will present Let's Invest Confidently, the next session in our Mindful Money Matters series. It will be at 1 p.m. in the Fillmore Room. We've begun compiling questions and answers for a Frequently Asked questions Sheet for our fall capital campaign. We need your questions. Please stop by the Facilities design table in the Garden Court today to connect. I'll be there, connect with me and uh, share your questions. Have you purchased your tickets for our summer concert featuring Judy and Lori together for 33 years? (laughs) It's amazing. Join your friends for some wonderful music on Sunday, August 7th at 5 p.m. Tickets are available in the bookstore or online and the proceeds will support our unity music program. Our hospitality team reminds you that Friendship Hall is open between and after services with refreshments and the opportunity to meet and greet your friends and visitors. Please stop by. Details for upcoming events and activities are on the church website, Facebook page, or in our weekly emails happening at Unity and Peak at the Week. You can also email or call the church office. And now,
2: Please join Reverend Pat for our opening prayer. Join me in our opening prayer. I invite you, if you would, just to go to that place within, that place that only you can go. Take a deep breath with me and just release and let go. Release and let go of any concerns that you have. And just bring your attention to this time in this place for this experience, this celebration experience. Begin to let go of any hurts, any wounds. Perhaps let go of the outside world. And just know that God is present right here, right now. And for that, we are grateful. We also know that regardless of what we're experiencing in our life, regardless of what that may be, regardless of what that may be, God within is greater than that experience. And we give thanks for that. We give thanks for this beautiful day, for the opportunity to wake up, to wake up and experience life. We give thanks for the breath of life, and the opportunity to step into this day with unlimited possibilities. So we just release anything that stands in the way of that. We release and we let go. And it's a great joy and appreciation that today we say, thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. Let's applaud this day, okay? Yes, yes. stand for our opening song. So beautiful. Thank you, yes. Good morning and be seated, please. It's a joy to welcome you this morning. Grateful that you're with us. I know that you have many choices on how to spend your day and we thank you for spending your day, at least part of that, with us. We also welcome those that are live streaming with us. We're grateful that you're with us today wherever you are in the world today. Welcome. You know, unity is that open and welcoming, inclusive community. And so one of our favorite things to do here is to really welcome people that are new with us or they feel like they are new with us. So today, if you feel that way or you are new, we invite you, if you would, to allow us to honor your presence here today. Just take a deep breath, put your courage in your hand, and raise your hand as I raise my hand. Yes, there's courage out there, Jane. Yes, courage out there. Keep your hand up, please, until our ushers get to you. Also, if you're streaming with us today and you are new, we welcome you as well. We invite you to fill out that contact card so that someone from our staff can reach out and give you that very personal welcome. That packet of information you receive tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis. There's a card in there if you choose to fill out any part of that card. Turn that into our office, then we have a gift for you. The rose is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily recognize you and give you that very personal welcome. All of that's important, and yet one of the most important things that I say on this platform each and every Sunday morning is this, and that is, dear friends, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you are welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, and we behold the living presence of the divine within you. I just want to do a little tagline on that. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you're welcome here. That is just not for our guests. That is for all of us. And I can assure you that we've been some places that, and maybe you were in one of those places this morning as well. You know, I love to say that at Unity, tears are as welcome here as laughter. They're all welcome here. Let's applaud our guests this morning. Thank you for being here. Now let's affirm together our vision. Together, centered in spirit, we celebrate a world transformed by love Peace and compassion. And our July affirmation, this is I Am Prosperous Month. Let's uh, let's affirm this together. I Am Prosperous, Abundant, and Fulfilled. And now a reading of the Daily Word this morning.
3: We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word you're invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box after the service the prayer box is located in the garden court where you may add your written request you may also submit an online request um, via our website your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days and then they're forwarded to silent unity where they're prayed for an additional 30 days. The word for today is loving. We affirm, I am a loving, caring presence. Just as the sun shines on everyone and everything, I am a loving presence to everyone I meet. My kind words, welcoming smile and compassionate actions all spring from the love that is part of my divine identity being a loving presence draws me closer to God and to all people. I want to share the love I have known throughout the seasons of my life, at the heights of triumph and joy, and at the depths of loss, loss and suffering. God is love, and so am I. No matter who I meet or what they're going through, I am loving. I bring support, kindness, solace and comfort, and share them lavishly, without thought of reciprocity. I am the hands and the heart of God in the world. And scripture tells us in Romans 13:8, 8, Owe no one anything except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The word for today is loving.
0: This world as it is, go inside to find my God. I will leave the world as it is, go inside to find my God. I will leave this world as it is, go inside to find my God. This world as it is, go inside to find my God. Inside there is peace, inside there is joy, inside there is so the love. Inside there is peace, inside there is joy, inside there is a great love. This day as it is Go inside To find my God I will leave This day as it is Go inside To find my God Inside there is peace Inside there is joy Inside there is So many enough Inside there is peace, inside there is joy, inside there is sacred love. I will leave this life as it is, go inside to find my God. I will leave this life as it is. Go inside to find my God. Go inside to find my God. Go inside to find my God.
4: Let's go inside. Let's go inside and find that special divinity, that God within. So for this moment, let go. Release the morning. Release the thoughts that hide in the corners. Release any anxieties, concerns, breathe just just breathe into the knowing that we each of us are unique expressions of God that creative energy of the universe that oneness we are light Take a deep, deep breath with me. And as we release it, just let it go. Feel every cell in your body. Take a child's mind view. For a child sees a simple view. And yet is able to see each cell in a simple, loving way. A child sees light, knows joy without complication. So let us take a breath and bring forward from within that child view. And release the cares of the world. For behind those cares is the truth that God is, and we are in that flow as God. Let go of the apprehensions and the doubts and the old stories we've absorbed. Without having to know each of the stories again, be willing to just let them go and know the truth. The truth of our being. His light, his love, his compassion, his joy, his abundance is God. Take a moment now and rest in that truth, allowing the illusions to disappear. To be released back into the nothingness from which they came. In the sight. And as we are in touch with that child's view, hear these words from Wayne Teasdale from his book, The Mystic Heart. The metaphor of a child's view of the universe gives some ideas of this reality of the divine as boundless consciousness. When a child wants to represent the cosmos, With its numberless stars, they will construct a homemade planetarium by punching holes in a box. Then they darken the room, put a flashlight inside the box, and turn it on. And light emanates gloriously from all the holes. Human identity is similar to the little apertures of light coming through. And God is that light, the infinite light that shines in the depths of our being as its origins. We need to arrive at the realization that there is really only this one vast light, God. There is no leaving of consciousness because there is only consciousness, an infinite light of awareness. Outside the box, there is only light. And that light is our ultimate and permanent identity. And so we release all else. And so it is.
0: Let it be, let it be. Whisper words of wisdom, let it be. When the brokenhearted people living in the world agree, there will be an answer, let it be. Although though they may be parted, there is still a chance. There will be
2: James Rocco, it's great having you with us today. Thank you so much. And as I I was sitting here and listening to Let It Be, I said to myself, I hope before I transition out of this life, I will learn how and when to let it be. (laughs) You know, I don't know about you, but I was also thinking last month we did the creative process by Eric Butterworth, and we used the seven days of creation. You might remember that. Well, God didn't rest until what day? The Sabbath day. And so that was when he rested. So I thought to myself, yeah, there's stuff for me to do before I'd let it be. That's been what I was taught, and I believe that. And that's what it works. You know, when, I first, when we first come in touch with something, do we just let it? We can let it be and still take the action, right? Three of you agree with me on that. The rest of you don't. And that's okay, that's okay. But, uh, you know, I think that's what we do here in Unity. Sometimes we work through the stuff that comes up. And, you know, it's, I think we all learn on when to let it be, when to let it be. And often I don't let it be until I've left scratch marks on the bulletin board or something, you know? So that's important for me. Anyway, that's not the lesson this morning. I know that's. Uh, you know, the lesson this morning is. Let it go, let it go, let it go. And as I had uh, put in the bulletin, let it go, let it go, let it go. For God's sakes, let it go. (laughs) So I want to share with you, that's the lesson title is Letting Go. I hate it when people can't let go of the past. Debt collectors are the worst. (laughs) Uh, Okay, there's an email coming on that one. I burst into the kitchen and shouted at my wife, honey, whatever you do, do not let them take your temperature on your forehead when you go into the supermarket. It erases your memory. (laughs) I went in for bread and milk, and just like you ask, and I came out with two cases of beer. So watch out, watch out. You know this whole this whole series of I am Prosper series, and we're basing we base this series on David Owen Ritz's work, his wonderful work Keys to the Kingdom. And it was just a few weeks ago that we started this series, and Reverend Phil kicked it off. Was well, about the power of commitment, being committed to not only prosperity, but also being being committed to a greater awareness of the divine. As it moves in and through each of us, but being committed to knowing to knowing God, and he used that beautiful verse from the Sermon on the Mount: "Seek ye first the kingdom of God, keep seek ye first, and all this other stuff will be added." And then uh, we also he also reminded us that you know that it's after we make the commitment, resources follow, but usually the commitment comes first of whatever we want to accomplish in our life. And then that second week, I spoke about vision and the importance of vision. And I used, you know, some of David Owen Ritz's work and how he really emphasized that we set the vision and we create, a, we create our vision in each area of our life. And he went through a process of doing that. But I think one of the things that really stuck out for me in that particular lesson is a, a, one simple sentence. And that is that I will rise no higher than the vision that I set for my life. It's impossible. So our vision is hopefully always expanding, always expanding. And we're working on that vision in our life. And of course, you know, I believe that if we can see it and we can believe it, we can achieve it. You know, we can do that. And then last week, Reverend Tony did a beautiful lesson for us on if you don't know, you don't know, you don't know. And she talked about these spiritual laws. And these spiritual laws, if we know them, they work in our life. If we don't know them, they work in our life. So these laws, are, and we call them spiritual laws, spiritual ideas. But we, she really talked about the importance of learning these laws and how to apply them in our own life. And so, you know, spiritual law, you know, we could talk about that. We could do a whole 15-year series on spiritual law. But spiritual law itself, it, these laws are not just for Pat Williamson. And you, they are for me, but they're just not uniquely mine. They are yours as well. You know, you, you, these spiritual laws are what we refer to as impersonal. You know, impersonal. They work for the saint. They work for the sinner. They're impersonal. And if you don't like the word impersonal, as David Owens would say, these spiritual laws are impartial. They are impartial. And I like that. That's one of the things that attracted me to unity was the fact that, yes, they work for everything. And I can learn some of these laws. And if I begin to learn these laws and, you know, learn them, then I can work with them and my life continues to change. My life continues to improve And so it's important for me to to learn these laws and then practice these laws. As Malachi would say, prove me now. And so when you hear one of these laws expound from the platform, you know, say, wow, is this for me? Let me practice it and see if it's right for me. And that's one of the reasons I love this lesson of letting go, letting go, for God's sakes, let it go is because there are practical laws that we can use in our own life, and we can put them into place immediately, and we can begin to see the results of those laws. So, let it go, let it go, let it go. Really, this law is based upon the law of circulation, and it's also when we've put this law of circulation in place and you know this law you've heard it a million times what goes around oh, yeah. birds of a feather oh. together so you know these laws and it's hard to believe that you know that we don't that you've existed for a while and you don't know these laws it's one thing to know them up here it's another thing for me to know them and practice them in here but when we start using the spiritual law especially of circulation we have to create a vacuum in our life. We know that too. We know that, that, you know, a vacuum, that nature abhors a vacuum and fills this vacuum up. says, when a person is, I'm reading from the Dynamic Laws of Prosperity by Catherine Ponder. Catherine Ponder is one of the queens of prosperity. She's a unity teacher, phenomenal teacher. Uh, I think, to my knowledge, she's still living probably close to 100. When a person is honestly trying to be... She would never want to disclose her age. I apologize about that, Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) When a person is honestly trying to be prosperous, is thinking along prosperous lines, and still fails, it's usually because he, she, needs to invoke the vacuum law of prosperity. Basically, the vacuum law of prosperity is this. If you want greater good, greater prosperity in your life, start forming a vacuum to receive it. In other words, get rid of what you don't want to make room for what you do want in your life. And so, this is a great opportunity that, as David Owen Ritz says, one of the first things that we want to do is look at our outer life and begin to declutter our surroundings. Because this clutter, and this is such an eye awakening for me, this clutter is energy. It is clogged up energy that needs to be put back into the flow in our life. And so I'm excited about our Women of Unity. Praise God. Hallelujah. These Women of Unity, they are doing something on Labor Day called Circulation Day. And I know that we've done this before here, but it's been a long time. Circulation Day. And they invite you to bring your things that no longer work in your life no longer work in your life. Maybe you even call it a clutter, but you get to bring it on, and they get to put it back in circulation, back in circulation on Labor Day. They're inviting groups in to participate in that. Nothing will, you will not be charged for anything. You bring it and you take, put it back in circulation. What a great, great idea. And you know what? I just found out that you can begin bringing this in August the 1st by appointment by appointment so call the church and be sure that someone is here in order to receive the stuff that is no longer working in your life something that you want to put back into circulation because you are forming that vacuum in your life so begin by uncluttering your life see how that works for you I know it works how many of you cleaned out a closet before Two months later, you walk back in and it's full one more time. (laughs) Or how many of you cleaned out a drawer? You start this process and suddenly it's there one more time. It is an easy law to prove in your life. Create the vacuum. God is so good, fills it up one more time. But it just does not work in the outer world as well. It works in other areas as well. David Owen Ritz says, also, put your finances in order. Take a breath on that. Put your finances in order. You know, prosperity flows where there is love. Prosperity flows where there is love. So love, putting your finances in order, being clear about it. And when that happens, we create even an additional vacuum for good to flow into our life. He even talks about in one of the classes the importance of putting in maybe a, a, a program that handles and helps you do your finances. You know, so I would encourage you. It was because of this class that years and years ago that I started the process of using Quicken. I'm not here to promote Quicken or any other, any other system, but it helps keep my finances in order, and it will help you as well. So go ahead and dig out and look at your finances. Don't be vague about it. Look at it. Even if you have a financial planner or financial whatever you do, look at it. Understand it. Love it. Bless it so that it continues to flow in your life. I saw some looks out there, but that's another story. It will flow in your life if you continue to take care of it. The third thing that David Owen says, that we form a vacuum in our life. When this was a really eye-opener for me, when I first heard this, I, I we'd all, I'd always done it. Not always, but most of the time. And that is setting goals. When we set goals, we create a vacuum in the future. We create a vacuum in the future. And when we're clear about those goals, then guess what? The universe rushes in to help us to fulfill that goal because we've set the vacuum. It's got to be filled, and we've created that. So by all means, when we set those goals, it's truly about charting the course for our life. And we know that. We do that through our visioning process that we talked about just earlier as well. Old Bill was dying, and with time running out, he wanted to make things right with his friend, Harry. Once best friends, Bill knew their relationship was presently at odds. Bill had often challenged Harry on trivial matters in recent months. In recent months, they hadn't spoken at all. Sincerely wanting to resolve the problem, Bill sent for Harry. And when Harry arrived at Bill's hospital bed, Bill apologized for his role in hurting their relationship. Bill said he was afraid of entering eternity with bad feelings between them, and he wanted to make things right before the end. And then he reached out for Harry's hand. Someone reached out for my hand this morning. It made such a difference in our time together. Then he reached out for Harry's hand and said, I forgive you. Will you please forgive me? What joy, what joy that brought, was brought to Harry and he agreed forgiveness was in order. But just as Harry was leaving, however, old Bill shouted at him. But remember, if you don't die and, something, and somehow you get better, This does not count. (laughs) Do we do our forgiveness work that way? No, of course you don't. You don't do your forgiveness work that way. Because forgiveness work is unconditional. Now, how did I go from clutter to forgiveness? I can tell you how. One reason is when you're doing clutter, don't throw away somebody else's stuff, okay? (laughs) Don't do that. Deal with your stuff. You know, there's your stuff, there's their stuff and God's stuff. But you deal with your stuff, okay? So don't don't deal with your spouse's stuff. Don't do that. Don't do that. Anyway, forgiveness. You know, just in the outer, just as in the, uh, the world we let go of stuff, we also want to let go of that clutter mentally in our head. Because guess what? That unforgiveness, those resentments that we are holding on to, and we hold on to them thinking that the other person's hurting baloney, we know better. They're out there dancing and you're mulling over it, you know. But that stuff that is that we're still living in our brain rent-free, going on. Guess what we get to do? We get to forgive it. And why we want to forgive it is numerous reasons. Because if we are got this guilt, this resentment these feelings in our body, in our brain, then guess what we're doing? We are creating from that. We are creating from that space. We're not creating from the space we want to create from. So it's absolutely imperative that we let it go so that we can be clean and we can continue to create from this clean space that is within us. Because any prosperity teacher I know will tell you in a heartbeat that unforgiveness blocks the flow of good in your life. Let me say that one more time. Unforgiveness blocks the flow of good in your life. So what we want to do, obviously, is forgive. When something's going on in my life, something's not working, one of the first questions I ask is, wow. What do I need to forgive? What do I need to forgive? Now, sometimes, and we've talked about this numerous times on this platform, sometimes we get forgiveness and reconciliation mixed up. Don't. Forgiveness is for you. If reconciliation happens, praise God, hallelujah. But if it doesn't happen, my friends, it doesn't mean that you haven't done your forgiveness work. And I think sometimes that's what people want they want they want forgiveness and they want reconciliation they want to forgive him and they want him to come back too that may not be the case the other thing is another reason that we talk I talk about forgiveness a lot especially with in, in my premarital couples counseling especially if this is not their first time around at the rodeo i ask them i say have you forgiven have you forgiven your previous spouse Have you done the work around that previous spouse? I won't ask for a show of hands. Have you done that work? And, you know, they will often say no. Or they will say, I'm working on it. But you know what, my dear friends? If you have not done that work on that forgiveness previous spouse, you bring that right into this relationship one more time. You bring it in to this relationship. And so one of the next questions I ask is, what did you do in that previous relationship that you do not want to bring into this relationship? It makes all the difference in the world when we enter into new relationships, just not primary relationships, friendships. You know, because letting go sometimes doesn't mean just clutter. Letting go sometimes means also letting go of people and places and things that are no longer working in our life. As I said, forgiveness is not, it's not excusing, it's not necessarily denying, but forgiveness is unconditional. It's not if I die, it's unconditional. And then the question I have here is, what must I forgive? Only you can answer that question. In the 12-step program, we teach and I believe that we have to forgive everything, We have to forgive everything. That's your parents, your childhood experiences, your family, your children, your mate, your ex-spouse, has to forgive your choices, have to forgive your behaviors, have to forgive anything about previous jobs. We have to do our forgiveness work if we want a clean slate in order to continue to create in our own life. Forgiveness, abundance, and self-love, they're all woven together. I believe if we're going to experience abundance in our life, and we have many different definitions of abundance and prosperity, there's many definitions as there are people sitting out here. But if we want to experience that in our life, We also have to love ourselves and we do that by forgiving ourselves and we do that by forgiving ourselves even when we forget to give our forgive ourselves and you know what this self-love and this forgiveness is so important without it I don't believe that we will experience the abundance and the fullness of life that we want to experience. We must love ourselves Completely and unconditionally, we therefore must practice forgiveness. Well, how do I go about forgiving? There are many techniques out there about how to go about forgiveness. And you probably have your own, and I would bet that most of you have a technique that you're using, that you're consciously using, that perhaps works for you. I want to share, first of all, I believe that it's, it's a decision to forgive, it, is, it, has, to be a, it has, a, has to be a decision. Yes, I want to forgive. And then there's numerous techniques used for forgiveness. There is one that Edwin Gaines that I want to share with you. I love this technique, and I use this often. It's every night before I go to sleep, I ask myself prayerfully, have I put anyone outside of my heart today? Don't you love that? When you can lay there at night on your pillow and you can silently ask that question, have I put anyone out of my heart today? That's huge. And just not with my behavior, but also with my thoughts, my speech. If I put them out of my heart, that means that I've expressed something less than love. I'm not proud to say that usually I have, and it's always the same reason. Some poor soul did not get Queen Edgwein's edict about how to behave on planet Earth. You've thought about that? Then I take time to forgive myself for this judgment, Make an, uncondi- make an unconditional moment and to release my need to control others' behavior. I come once again to the realization that how others act, drive, dress, speak, spin, vote, generally behave is none of my business. As my daddy, oh, I haven't heard daddy in a while. I call my father daddy. As my daddy used to remind me, Edwin. Just tend to your own rat killing. <laughs> and what I've noticed about my own forgiveness process is the only people I, have ever, I, I ever have to forgive are those people who do not do things my way. And there's a lot of them. And many of them drive automobiles. <laughs> so I take time each evening, inviting them back into my heart space. Looking to see what caused me to toss them out. Forgiving them and myself and making a new commitment to be more awake and more aware. How many times do we talk about on this platform? It is our job to live consciously. Consciously. And it's so easy to just get into that mode of living unconsciously. Through my, I have put together a forgiveness process that I use in my, we use it in the 4T program, we've used it, I've shared it in other classes. But there are seven steps of this forgiveness process. I'd like to share them with you just for a moment. These are what I use, and um, if you would like to write them down, fine. But as you exit the sanctuary today, there's a hard copy there of these seven steps. So this may be something you want to pick up on the way out. Step one, take a moment in your mind's eye and bring an awareness. Someone bring to awareness someone you believed wronged you. Someone for who you feel resentment or anger. Someone who has done you wrong that someone may be you. You know right now who that someone is in your life. You know who it is. You, there, you went there immediately in your mind who that someone was. Number two, allow whatever feelings you have to come to the surface without judging yourself for these feelings. You must feel your feelings. That's something that I think that we forget. I forget sometimes. I want to not feel my feelings. It might hurt. And if it hurts and I'm feeling my feelings, then surely I'm doing something wrong. So let me plaster an affirmation all over it and change it. I'm not putting down affirmations. We use them all the time. Praise God. Hallelujah. They change lives. But allow whatever feelings to come to the surface. If you feel hurt and pain, let yourself experience that. If you feel anger, allow yourself to experience that too. If you feel sadness, remember that sadness is a healing feeling. It completes the past and allows you to move on. Feel the past and move on. Feel the feelings. Third, now say to that individual, clearly, calling them by name, I... Jim, I forgive you. Lou, I forgive you. Speak it aloud if you're by yourself. Speak it aloud. I forgive you. I forgive you for whatever you have done in the past that may have caused me pain intentionally or unintentionally through your actions, your words, or your thoughts. However, you have caused me to suffer. I forgive you. Number four, now begin to visualize good things happening to this person. See good things. See only positive experiences occurring in your own life. And for a moment, imagine them or her released from any pain. See them happy, contented, full of joy and peace. This, my friends, take a breath on, as someone would say. But it works for me in my forgiveness process, for me to ask Spirit within to give them the same things I want in my life, the same things I want in my life. Number five, now experience the joy and the peace in your own soul. And this is in parentheses. If you like, see the two of you sharing it together. You know, sometimes you may not want to see the two of you sharing it together. It is complete. You know it's complete. And so it's not necessary. But if it works and you want to, see the two of you, a friend, back together, seeing it together. By the way, this technique can also be used for people that have gone to the other side. So I encourage you to use it for people also that have gone to the other side. I'll never forget when I used a technique similar to this with my father. Absolutely imperative that I do the forgiveness work. And number six, continue to affirm joy, peace, prosperity, and love in his or her life just as you affirm it in your own life. Remember the good you want in your life. Affirm the good for them too. And number seven, you will know when you are finally completed with this individual for there will be no longer upset when you think of them, only peace and love. You are no longer bound by the unfinished business of the past. You can let go. You can move on. You are forgiven. You are free. And you say, well, Reverend Pat, I did this. It didn't work. (laughs) I can hear the emails flowing in right now. Try it. Try it every day for 30 days. See what happens. And you know what? Jesus was very clear. When I ask, how many times do I have to forgive? Jesus says, what, 70 times? 70. Representing until it's complete. That's how often we forgive. So you have an assignment this week if you choose to accept it, okay? If you choose to accept it, this is your assignment. Number one, pick one of those processes. I am going to declutter. I'm going to let go of what's out here that's blocking all the good in my life. That's one thing you can select. Another thing you can select is I'm going to look at my finances and have a better feeling about my finances. I'm going to bring them to the surface, knowing that as I do that and express that love, more flows into me. And number three, if you've not set goals, set goals for yourself. Create that vacuum in the future. And then use one of these processes. Use one of these processes to do your forgiveness work. Because it's through the forgiveness work that we declutter our own minds and our own life. Forgiveness is that huge universal erasure that just lets it go. I let it go, let it go, let it go. For God's sakes, let it go. I love you, I bless you, I behold the living presence of the divine within you as you let it go, and so it is, amen. Amen.
0: But now they know. Let it go, let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go, let it go. Turn away and slam the door. I don't care what they're going to say. Let the storm rage on. The cold never bothered me anyway.
4: Awesome. And how many of us knew every word of that song? (laughs) Every word of that song. Especially parents and grandparents. How many times did you hear it? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Reverend Pat, as always, thank you. Excellent. And thank you guys for being here. And thank you all for being here, coming in and live streaming. It's time now for us to... Follow that law of circulation, that giving and receiving, and return back into Unity Minneapolis of our prosperity and our gift. And so we do that today in a number of ways. I don't need to tell you all how to do that. You know how to do that online. Um, You can go online and do that. There's QR codes everywhere. There's envelopes that you can place um, your uh, offerings in. There's also consistent giving. There are a number of ways, and we thank you all for being part of all of these processes um, and returning to us. So I'm going to ask our ushers if they would come down now with the baskets. I love the baskets. They're so cool. And let us, together, as you remember, we are now in the Unexpected Income Month. And we have a prayer for prosperity that we say, those of us who are active in that program, and I'd like for us to read that together. It is in your order of service. So hold that gift, however you're giving it, in your hands and see it, know it. Mine come electronically. So I see it in that form. And let us now say together, as we bless these gifts, our uh, prayer for prosperity. Together, I believe God is the source of all supply and that money is God in action. I believe my good is now flowing to me so richly and so fully that I have an abundance of money to spare and share today and always. I believe true prosperity includes perfect health, perfect wealth, and perfect happiness. These words, which I now speak in faith, activate a law of a universal good, and I accept the results. I bless all the good that is with me now. I bless the increase. I bless all of the others in the unexpected income program, and I know now we prosper together in every way. I give thanks for this good, so it is, and so I let it be.
2: Sweet Holy Spirit, we give thanks for these gifts. We give thanks for the gifts that's been received in the mail. We give thanks for those participating in our consistent giving program, Unexpected Income Program. We bless all of these gifts acknowledging the one source. And we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. This Friday night, this Friday night, yes, at 6 o'clock, 6 to 9, percolators, back parking lot, perfect time to bring a friend to unity. What a great way to introduce them to unity. And so I invite you to bring family, bring friends I've called some unity churches around the area. I've invited their congregations to come, some of the ministers from there. So please come and let's have a great time. Put on your dancing shoes and let's just let go. Let's just let go. Who cares? Dance like no one's looking. It's great. So, okay, uh, do we, I don't know if we have kids out there. No, we don't. So let's stand for our prayer for protection and our peace song. Reverend Tony, would you join me on the platform too, sweetheart? I appreciate you. So let us know together. Don't forget hospitality today. We had a little plug in the announcements. Hospitality, those of you that are in person with us, uh, back in the Friendship Hall. There's I'm going to be talking about composting back there. You're talking about composting? I'm going to be the
4: one by the composting unit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Telling us, learning about what is to be composted and what is to be in the garbage can.
2: Yes, I love that. Recycling I love that
4: can.
2: Yes, yes, so... So yes, I understand that. So if you're interested in learning more about composting, <laughs> Reverend Tony is about there to help it. us out. That too is letting go. But yes, letting go. it is. Whoa. I love it, Lori. I love it. And
4: conscious letting go.
2: Conscious letting go.
4: Okay, more,
2: enough. Creating living. that vacuum, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so let's know <laughs> together. Let's move on with this. Together, we know that the light, light of God, God surrounds us. us. I, I am light. Am light. The, the love, love of God enfolds us. us. I am love. The, the power, power of, God of God
4: protects us.
2: I am, I am power. power. The presence of, of God watches over us. us. I, am I am presence. presence. Wherever, Wherever we, we are.
5: God is. I I am am divine, divine and all is well. Yes.